faith is this assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it, the men of old gained approval. By faith, we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of what of was not made out of things which are visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained the testimony that he was righteous. And God testifying about his gifts, and through faith, though he is dead, he still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death, and he was not found because God took him up. For he obtained the witness that before his being taken up, he was pleasing to God. And verse 6 says, and without faith, it is impossible. Somebody say impossible. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. Amen. And one more verse, just one verse. Out of Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1, verse 37. And this is the dialogue between Mary and the angel. And he says, for nothing will be impossible with God. Just like to lift up a thought this morning, shifting for the impossible work. Shifting for the impossible work. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Father, we bless you. We honor you, God, for who you are, for what you're doing. And God, as we come in this, to this pivotal moment in worship, God, I pray that the words that come out of my mouth are divinely sent from you, God. For, Lord, you said you send your word and does not return void, but accomplishes every task for which it's sent. So, God, we thank you today for your sent word on today, that your people are encouraged and equipped and built up. God, as we are in this season of shifting, Father, we thank you, Lord, that there's a transformation that is taking place in us, that as we are receptive to what you're saying as we allow it to take root in our spirits. God, that is bringing about a change, a difference in us. Father God, we lift up Bishop Jackson. We pray that you will continue to minister strength to his body. Minister rest to him, God, in this season. God, we're excited about what you're doing. We're excited about the transformation, the change in our mindsets. For you've always been at work, God. But let this be a season where we're found different, different in how we seek you, different in how we pray to you, different in how we worship you, different in how we praise you, because we've shifted, God. And our attention is more directed towards you and not of us. We bless you and we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good morning, T.O.P. Amen. Amen. It is time for the word. Amen. And uh, 
it is it is definitely a a privilege and it's also a difference in standing up here with uh, what God is doing amongst uh, the ministers and the elders I think Bishop has said he made mention of it how on Sunday nights we have a conference call and we talk about what we hear the Lord say and it it has I know the ministers and elders can't attest to this, that it has been a difference. You know, we've been fasting during the week together. And it causes you to seek God in a different way that you might not have sought him before. It causes you to pay a little bit more attention. That you, you know, pay a little bit more attention than what you were playing, paying before. Amen. Because we get on our calls and Bishop said, has any of bowl went in the group? I'm not going to call anybody out <laughs> I miss and you probably saw me pointing at you didn't you Mrs. Smiles <laughs> she did because she turned her head didn't she you know we have a bold one in a group that will say something and then uh, this last call I'll just share this with you Bishop had to go away and come back and when he came back we were laughing because when he got off the phone she said now y'all not gonna leave me out here y'all gonna say something <laughs> Because y'all know y'all gonna have to say something eventually, you know. So, so it has, it has, it has been, it has been, it has been good. It has, it has caused us to come together and to seek God in a, in a different way because we're seeking Him more so as a group. Because our focus has been, what is God saying to the body? You know, what is God saying to the body? So for us, it has been. It has, for me, it has been an enlightening experience because I do find myself in more times than in previous, you know, I've been trying to hear what God is saying because I understand how critical it is that we hear from God, how critical it is that we hear from God. And in this, in this time, in this season of shifting, Amen. It, uh, shifting involves a lot. It involves moving from one place to another. It involves change and, and looking at things different from a different perspective. And just when you look at all of the things that God has been speaking to us, uh, uh, Elder Hoskins talking about the friction point and how, how important it is to understand that friction point. And that friction point is not always the most comfortable point, is it? Amen. At times, that that friction point is a, is a point of tension. Amen. That pick that friction point is critical because it's how you respond in that friction point that determines whether you go forward or you go backward. If you're on a hill and you're at that friction point and you and you don't respond the right way, if you respond the right way, you're gonna climb up the hill. If you respond the wrong way, you're gonna choke out and you're going back down the hill. And then you find yourself in a world of panic. Amen? Amen. One of the challenges, and the challenges or struggles that we face in life is how we respond, uh, not only in these times of friction points, but times we find ourselves in things and in situations in our lives where we look at things, we classify them as whether or not they are possible or impossible, whether or not we can do them or we can't do them. You know, we find we, there are times in our lives, even even at my age now, there are things that I could do when I was 18 that I know I cannot do right now. 
At 18, that thing was possible. At 30 plus, it takes on, y'all like that. At 30 plus, it takes on a whole, a whole different meaning. Amen? Amen. Oftentimes, our lives are directed by the conclusion we come to. Whether something we are facing is possible or impossible. Whether we can do it or we cannot do it. Because when you look at something from the standpoint of whether or not you can do it, then it's easy, isn't it? You're in a position where you can advance forward. You can press forward. Why? Because you have a sense of comfort. You have a sense of confidence that this is something that I can do. There's a, there is a certain confidence, a swag, a knowing that we admit. When it comes to that which we can do, amen? And many times that confidence goes missing when we encounter something that we have not done before or something that we might consider impossible. And you have to understand that in this walk with God, God is not concerned about you being able to do what you can do. God is not concerned. God is not moved by what is possible for you. Amen. Because anything that is possible for you does not glorify him, does not give him any glory whatsoever. Why? Because anybody can do that. Amen. Have you ever have you ever seen an event or seen something and seen where, where people do stuff and, and they say, oh, there's nothing unusual about that. There's nothing strange about that. There's nothing peculiar about that. Anybody can do it. But have you ever seen a game where somebody did a, a, a play that's not done all the time? And there's all the hoopla that's raised about it. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's saying something. Why? Because it's something that's not been done before. It's something that's not done every day. It's something that's not done on a usual basis. And you have to understand that God is not in the business of what's usual. God is not in the business of what's normal. God is not in the business of what happens every day. God is in the business of peculiar. God is in the business of supernatural. God is in the business of miraculous. So when I begin to understand that there's a certain position that I have to take. The ultimate struggle for us is how we deal with that line of separation between what we can do and what we can't do. That line of separation between what we can do and what we can't do. Because there is a line there. There is a line there because it, you, as long as you're on one side of the line where you are doing what you can do, you are comfortable, aren't you? But as soon as you cross over to into that line of what you seemingly can't do, things change, don't they? Amen. The confidence goes away. Amen. Uh, but not, not after today. Somebody say amen. amen. Not after today. Amen. You see, possible and impossible, this is going to help you. Possible and impossible are not absolutes, nor are they truths. Possible and impossible are not absolutes, nor are they truths, as we often mistake them to be. Think about it. If, if I know, if I know that I can jump from this stage down to the floor, and that's possible to me, isn't it? It's a truth to me, right? 
if I know that I can't jump up and touch the ceiling. That's impossible to me, isn't it? Now, the question is, is that a truth or an absolute? Is that a truth or an absolute? Is it possible for me to jump up and touch the roof? It is possible. Why is it possible? Because, because physically, I know what it takes for me to position myself and exert an amount of energy that can get me off the ground. And that's all it takes. All it takes is for me to know what energy needs to be exerted. Are you following me? We're going somewhere with this. All, it need, all, all I need to know is what amount of energy needs to be exerted. Where does that energy need to come from? Where does my focus be? Because I know I don't jump from my hands. Is that right? So all I, I know, I jump from my knees and my feet. I know what muscles to use. So, so from an understanding, I know what it takes for me to get to the roof, to, to touch the ceiling. Are you following me? See, see, impossible and impossible are not absolutes or truths. They are opinions. They are relative. And they are conditional. Because what, might, what is possible for you might not be possible for me. Are you following me? What is possible for you may not be possible for me. Amen. And that is not an absolute or a truth. That is an opinion. Because your mind, your mind, your perspective may be in a different place than mine. Maybe there's some more growth that I need to experience so that my mind can shift and my perspective can be the same as yours. That's why in the body of Christ we have to be patient and understanding with one another because we are all in different places. Amen. It's important for us to be understanding and it's important for us to encourage and build one another up so that we all can grow, so that our mindsets and our perspectives can be from the same point, so that we eliminate any opinions, we eliminate any things that are relative or conditional when it comes to our walk in the Lord. Because our walk in the Lord is based on absolutes and truth. It is not based on opinions. It's not based on what you think or what you feel. It's based on what is absolute and true in God. To live our lives at the mercy of opinions and perspectives is to limit the totality of who God is. To live our lives at the mercy of opinions and perspectives is to limit the totality of who God is. Have you ever said to yourself, I can't do that? Who said? It's something we allow, we tell ourselves, or we allow the enemy to tell us. But we're going to get help today. This life is not about what we can do for God. 
No, this life is not about what we can do for God, but rather it's about what God wants to do for us, what God wants to do through us. Are you hearing me? No matter how much we act as if it is, this is not your work. No matter how much you act like you own it, whether you got a title or not, this does not belong to you. The glory is not yours. Do you, are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? So, so I've got to understand that this is his work. And it is a natural truth. Somebody say natural. natural. That what you accomplish cannot exceed that which you are capable. That's a natural truth. Are you following me? That what, I'm going to say it one more time. It is a natural truth that what you accomplish cannot exceed what you are capable. Uh, somebody say natural truth. It's important that we don't look at truth from a natural perspective. Because a natural perspective puts us in a position where, where we are hindered. Why? Because you're only able to do that which you are capable. Is that right? Are you following me? Are you following me? It's like if you are capable of climbing two flights of stairs, when you face four flights, when you have to climb four flights of stairs, when you get to the second one, you will not go any further. Because it is a natural truth that says you have not, you have, ex, you have gone to the point of your capabilities. Somebody say point of my capabilities. This is what separates us as believers. Why? This is what separates us from believers because we understand that we are spiritual beings. So we are not, we should not be bound or hindered by those by, by, by things that are natural. Natural truth should not bind or hinder us. Why? Because we are spiritual beings. Are you following me? Listen to this. Um, not only are you born with talents and giftings, but you're also born with limitations. Why are you born with limitations? Why are you born with limitations? The fall of man. When God created Adam and Eve, he gave Adam, he, when God made Adam, he gave Adam dominion over everything. Everything came past Adam. Adam named it. Adam had no limitations on this earth. Now, he had rules, but he had no limitations. He had laws. God said, do not do this. God said, do this. But he did not have limitations. But when man fell, limitations were placed on man. Because what did God tell him? Well, now you're going to have to work the land. If you want to eat, you're going to have to work the land. What did he tell Eve? He told Eve she would travail in childbirth. Is that right? And so, so there, there became a set of limitations that were placed on man. When Jesus came, Jesus came. And Jesus removed the limitations that were placed on man and restored the dominion 
that had originally been given to Adam. Amen. Are you following me? I mean, somebody said the limitations were lifted. Now, I, I, so, so when I understand that, these are the options that I have. I can choose to live my life from the standpoint of one who, is, who, who, who has limitations or understand the gravity of who I now am in Christ and understand there are no limitations to what I'm able to do. Are you, there is nothing. Somebody say nothing. There is nothing, amen, amen, that I am incapable of doing. Are you following me? There is nothing that I am capable of attaining. Amen. Why? Because everything is possible for me now. Why? Because, because listen to the definition of possible. Possible is defined as able to be done within the power. Somebody say power. Within the power or capacity of someone or something. Wow. I don't want to jump ahead of myself. But listen, something is able to be done within the power or capacity of someone or something. There are three things that I want to leave with you this morning. The first thing I want you to understand, rest on God. Amen. Look at um, Jeremiah 1 and 12. Then the Lord said to me, thou hast well seen, thou hast well seen. God said, I will hasten my word to do what? To perform it. God is watching his word. Why? To make sure that his word comes to pass, right? Because God is not a man that he should lie. If he has said something, shall he not do it? That's what he said in his word. So, so if I understand that, that in, the, in this walk, the burden does not rest on me. The burden rests on God. Now, where my part comes in is I have to make sure that I am lining up with him. Where he is, where he is in his word, I have to make sure I'm following his commandments so that I, I am properly positioned, right, for God to be able to do through me what it is he wants to do through me. But the burden in that does not fall on me. It's, I'm not responsible for saving anybody. I'm not responsible for healing anybody, for delivering anybody, for restoring anybody. All of those things are things that God does. Amen? All of those things are things that God accomplishes according to his will and according to his what? To his word. Right? Now, now watch this. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14, Paul is praying for the church of Ephesus. He says, for this cause... I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, somebody say you, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints, what is the breadth and length and depth and height? And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Then he says, now unto him, and we know the scripture, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly. Somebody say exceeding abundantly. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly. Above all that we ask or think, he says what? According according to the power that's at work in us. 
Time out. According to the power. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. According to the power that's at work in, that's at work in us. Now, what was it, go back. What was the definition of possible? Anything that is able to be done, what? Within the power or capacity of someone or something. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that's at work where in us. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the what? According to the power that's at work in us, right? Possible is defined as able to be done within the power or capacity of someone or something. Are you following me? So, so we have to understand that there is a connection between him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think and, and that which is what? Possible. Huh? Do you see the connection there? Do you see the connection there? Because of the power that's at work in me, because of the power that it works in me, it makes those things what possible. Because of the power that's at work in me, it makes those things what possible. Jeremiah 32 and 17, our Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arm, and there is nothing too hard for thee. The burden does not rest on us. It rests on God according to the power according to the power that's at work in us. Second thing, allow Christ to be manifest in you. Allow Christ to be manifest in you. Because this is, this is the key. Because it's the power that's at work in you. What is the power? Here's what's happening. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is in you. Why? To make you look like Christ. The Holy Spirit is in you to make you look like Christ. So when it comes to this walk and when it comes to shifting for the impossible work, you want to, you want to, you want to find yourself looking more like Jesus than looking like you. Amen. You want to find yourself looking more like Jesus than looking like you. So that every morning I wake up, I, will, I, will, I, I look like Logan, but I, no, I, in, in the mirror, it, the appearance is of Logan, but the look is Jesus. Amen. Why? So, so, so when you go, where you go, you are showing Jesus off. Amen. You are showing Jesus off. How with your attitude and your disposition? How, how with your, your hearing what God is saying? That as you, He gives you the words to say, you're speaking what thus saith the Lord. You're paying attention. You listen, you're saying, God, how can I be a blessing to the people that I'm around today? How can I be a blessing? God, what are the opportunities that you are bringing across my path? Why? So that Christ can be made manifest. God, I'm paying attention to you, God. I'm seeking you, God, because when it comes to 
when it comes to shifting for the impossible work and you're allowing Christ to be made manifest in you, you understand it's not about me, it's about Christ. It's not about what I want, but it's about what Christ wants. It's not about what I'm doing, but it's about what God's doing. Yeah, I have this going on my, in my life. I have that going on in my life. I have this over here. I have this in front of me. I have that behind me. But it's not about all of that. It's all about what God wants to do, what God is doing through me. And according to his word, if I put my attention on him, he's going to take care of everything else that's going on around me. So there's a pattern to this thing. That as I begin to seek God, as I begin to seek God, then I shift. No longer am I talking about Jesus, I'm showing Jesus. No longer am I thinking about Jesus, I'm showing Jesus. No longer, no longer am I hearing about Jesus. Jesus is coming out of me. That when I open up my mouth, Jesus is being heard. Amen. And because I'm putting my attention on him, my focus on him, amen, he's taking care of everything else that's going on around me. Are you hearing me? Why? Because the burden of fulfillment rests on him. He, the burden of fulfillment, he said, cast your cares upon me. Why? Because I care for you. Amen. Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow and they toil not. Amen. Why are we worried about what we're seeing right now? We should be we should be more concerned about what we're hearing right now from God and what God wants us to say, where God wants us to go, what God wants us to do, how he wants to move in and through us because that becomes that's the shifting that we got to get to. Getting to that place that when we walk into the hospital, Jesus is walking into the hospital. Get into that place where you can walk in somebody's room and just say you be healed in Jesus' name and they be healed. Can you imagine getting to that point? And that brings me to the last point. You, gotta you have got to connect your faith. You have got to connect your faith with the power of God. When you connect your faith to the power of God, are you hearing me? When you connect your faith to the power of God, it opens up the door for all that encompasses God to be made manifest. Amen. He said, according to the power that's at work in you. The word said, it right in Hebrew says, without faith. It is impossible to please God because all God needs from you is your faith. All God needs from you is your faith. If you have enough faith in him, he said, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, what can you do? Without faith, it is impossible to please God. But when my faith connects to the power of God, then the level of my faith determines the, degree, the amount of the manifestation of power that comes from God. The level of my faith determines the manifestation of the power that comes from God. You got to understand, if your faith level says you can walk into that hospital and lay hands on sick, and it's connected to the power of God, that is according. See, ooh. Listen, when my faith, when my faith connects to the power of God, it activates the word of God.
God is hovering over his word to perform it. Right? I want you to get this picture. God is hovering over his word to perform it. Right? Are you hearing me? The word says faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word. God is watching over his word to do what? To perform it. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word. As my faith begins to increase, my faith has come from what I've heard. Whatever I heard, I've heard the word. As my faith goes up to God, amen, it's not just my faith, but it's his word. It's his word that is going back to him. So when God's word comes back to God, when God's word comes back to God, God's word is released, the power is released so that that word which came back to him now becomes performed. And he said, I send my word forth and it does not return empty. It does not return empty. So if I connect my faith to that power, that word becomes manifest. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that he is. Must believe that he is. Period. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. What is a reward? What is a reward? And I thought about it. What what is a reward? And I thought about whenever you receive something whose value is greater than what you spent to get it. Whenever you receive something whose value is worth greater than what you spent to get it, without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, he who must believe that he is, <coughs> and that he is a reward of those who diligently seek him. Remember, the burden of fulfillment that relies on God. And as we allow the Holy Spirit to conform us to that image of Christ, 
is not about us, but it's about him. And when we connect our faith to that power, his word becomes manifest. His word becomes manifest. We're getting ready to close, but I was in church school. We were in church school a, a few weeks ago. I was talking about, <clears throat> I have a, um, a Bose wave system it was given to us as a gift it's nice I mean and it sound, sounds like Bose too it's got a it's got it's got a six CD six CD changer on it and you can listen to you know I mean it's, it's and when I first got I, we listened to it all the time <coughs> all the time and I say this because we have to be careful that we don't do this. <clears throat> uh, over time, you get busy. You're doing other things. And I, I stopped listening to it. And it got a, you know, we'd have to, you know, it would just collect dust and take up space because we stopped listening to it. Even to a point that one day I, got, I, I looked at it, I said, ooh, I wonder if it still works. But you know what? It does still work. I mean, it still works, doesn't it? It still works. And guess what? It still sounds like a Bose. It still sounds just as good as it did when I first got it. I'm telling you a story here. These are even connected. I'm, t I'm telling you a story here. Then we're going to go home. It wasn't even connected. But it did not change the fact that it sounded like a Bose and could still function like it did when I first got it. The problem was I had become distracted and lost interest, and it was not as important to me as when I first got it. And eventually what happened was it became disconnected. So there no longer was a connection or a power source running through it. Are you following me? But it does not take much to reconnect it. All I got to do is plug it back in and turn it on. Listen, I don't know where you are in your walk with God right now. But if you have become, if you have lost interest, or if you have become distracted, so you don't listen to him as much as you used to, I want to challenge you this morning. Amen. Even if he's become unplugged, plug him back up. 
You need to be connected to the power. You need to be connected to the power. Amen. Because there is enough rooted in you that if you are connected to the power, it's enough to make the word become alive. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? And make sure that once you get connected, amen. Thank you, sir. Sister Lisa says, stay connected. Y'all know she'll help you. <laughs> stay connected. And, and listen, and listen, and never forget, never forget how beautiful the sound is when the power's on. Never forget how beautiful the sound is. When the power's on, let's stand to our feet. Hallelujah.